coming. You know, I was like to take this opportunity to talk about myself. The man of the hour. And let me tell you something, Daddy. When you're the man, you make history every time you step foot in this ring. And that's the bottom line. Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 86 of the Top Sweet Wrestling Podcast, the Wednesday Night Wars. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, I am here to break it all down. Who won? That's the only question we have on our minds. It was a phenomenal night of wrestling, and I'm about to get into all of it. You can find me at linktr.ee slash Pod. All of my listings for this podcast, you can find it there. So, ladies and gentlemen, no best thing, funniest thing this week, but we do have number one spot. We're about to hop right on into We got a lot of things to break down, but number one spot, we're going to start with the number one beatdown of the week. Brock Lesnar destroys Rey Mysterio and Dominic. My God, we kicked off Monday Night War. Excuse me, Monday Night Raw, and you know I'm all excited. We got Pyro and Brock Lesnar just comes out and destroys poor Rey and Dominic. I felt so bad for Dominic. He was so rough with Dominic. Your first experience in the wrestling ring, and you're taking bumps from Brock freaking Lesnar. Oh my goodness. Moving on to the number one spot. Of the week, I'm gonna go with AJ Styles. He reversed Cedric Alexander's lumbar check and he reversed it into a Styles class. That is the number one spot of the week. The number one botch of the week Team Hogan versus Team Flair. Like that segment, what was that? First, we had Ric Flair coming down to our uh, graphic in the background that said 17 time world champion. I'm like, what is that? I thought that that was going to be the botch of the week, but that entire segment was a botch. I don't know what was going on with Ric Flair. I don't know if he, he had one too many. I don't know if he was off. Hogan was off. And then that whole segment that built up into Team Hogan was versus Team Flair at the Saudi Arabia event was off. So that is number one spot. Ladies and gentlemen, we're just going to hop right on into the Wednesday Night Wars. I have more that I need to talk about, but there's only one way to start. And I got to tell you that I had problems all throughout this week trying to figure out how am I going to cover this. I, am I going to cover it I'm reviewing NXT first, reviewing AEW, and then it just all came together last night. You know what? I'm going to compare segment to segment, and whoever wins out to me is who won that night so i put up a poll on twitter actually saying asking who won the night one of the war and it is at 51 percent aew 49 percent nxt it stayed 50 50 the entire night but as i look up today 55 votes with aew winning out by two percent that's how close it was and getting on to another point Look, man, they at the end of the day, they both delivered. And I enjoyed that from a wrestling community standpoint. We spent so much of this time uh, tearing down each company. Oh, AEW is this. or oh, NXT is that. You know, you got to pick one side. And finally, it 100% came down to, I seen on my timeline, man, both of them shows were great. Both of those shows delivered. Now, we had our opinions on which was better, and that is always fine. But I love the fact that pretty much everyone was saying, man, that was so entertaining. And I love the fact that some of this generation is getting just a taste of what the Monday Night Wars was like. That's what, that's the way we felt with the Monday Night Wars. 
we had our opinions on what was better, but it was undeniable that watching both shows was the way to go. And watching both shows was the way to go last night, ladies and gentlemen. And man, I'm just going to get right on into it. Looking at the aesthetics of it all, the crowd size, man, I'm going to get this to AEW and this was always going to be the case. The crowd size, it was just a vast difference when you watch AEW and when you watch NXT. The crowd size was just so huge, it felt like a pay-per-view. It's pretty much what the uh, pay-per-view arena. I mean, filled with 14,000 fans and loud fans at that. That's not to say that full sale wasn't loud, but when you compare the two, it's like, this is Major League and this other company is not. And if I'm watching as a casual fan, if I don't know any better. So AEW won on the aesthetic side. And when you look at NXT, the dark lighting, like, I don't mind it whatsoever because I've been watching NXT for years upon years now. But it's totally different when you're running up against another company at the same night, at the same time slot. Like... From an aesthetic standpoint, AEW is always going to win out, and they won out uh, last night. Moving on, it really felt like NXT at the beginning, it really felt like they threw out their big jokers early. Like, you had the title match, and you had Balor showing up, and throughout the rest of the show, it was like, man, it feels like NXT threw out their biggest stuff right at the beginning. Little did I know what they had planned for the end of the show. Uh, just from... A, another standpoint, I really loved how they did the, they both companies did the picture in picture commercials like a lot last night. They both had it on their minds that, you know what, we want to hold the attention of the audience. And I really enjoyed that. Like you couldn't move from your TV. Like it, I reached the point to where I needed a break for goodness sake. Like I needed both of them to go on full commercial and I rarely had that chance to get up and get out of my seat and get something to eat and get something to drink go to the bathroom because they were both doing picture in picture it was really awesome last night but to get into the segment versus segment breakdown first off you know minutes going in it's minutes away and i am so nervous for whatever reason like i'm so excited and nervous i'm like i just hope both companies do well and we kick off with cole and riddle that shocked me and AEW kicks off with, with Cody Rhodes and Sammy Guevara. And, you know, initially you think Cole and Riddle is on. Like, there's no need to watch AEW. But AEW had this factor with them, this newness factor. I, they had the factor of what's going to happen. Uh, what is going to, like, what is it going to look like? What are the fans going to be? And, like, they had all of that going with them. So, I had the big TV on AEW, I had NXT on the computer, and like AEW just had my attention. Had my attention, even in the fact of NXT putting on a crazy championship match. Like AEW had my attention, but eventually you got to turn to Cole and Riddle because they were just putting on a banger. I love the Cody Rhodes and Sammy Guevara match as well. Look, at this point, this is why this breakdown is going down like this because I was watching both that one time. And who gets the dub here is NXT. Uh, so, like, yeah. Cole versus Riddle was a phenomenal match. The crowd was going insane. And... 
How about that? Look, it's a world title match. So Cody Rhodes and Sammy Guevara did the thing. I enjoyed it, but I got to give the nod to NXT on this one. Uh, so one uh, and one, AEW got the aesthetic standpoint. NXT gets the first match breakdown. And post-match, we had Jericho putting the beat down on Cody. They went picture in picture. I turned to NXT, and Finn Balor is coming out right when I turned to it. And I'm like, oh my God, what is going on here? Balor Club in the house. So when it comes to Cody versus Sammy Guevara and the Jericho beatdown and Cole versus Riddle with Finn Balor coming out, yes, definitely give that one to Finn Balor. One versus one NXT versus AEW. And from there, like I said at the standpoint, it really felt like NXT threw out their best stuff. It was like, well, mm, how are they going to come back? And AEW seized control for a long time uh, throughout that period. Next up, we had MJF. MJF's promo, he was going head up with Velveteen Dream's promo. And I'm like, oh my God, what do I do? Who do I turn to? I need help. I'd like somebody do something. Somebody go to commercial, for goodness sake, so I can hear both of these guys talk. Uh, MJF had a match versus Cutler as well. And I got to give the nod to AEW on this one because I enjoyed MJF's promo more than I did Velveteen's. And I love Mr. Velveteen Dream, man. But he kept rambling on and on and on. MJF had my attention more. So I got to give that to MJF and the match. MJF versus Cutler wasn't the greatest match for me. Uh, but as it pertains to segments, I got to give the nod to AEW on that one. Uh, so moving on, we had past that, we had the tag team tournament promos from AEW versus Io Shirai and Mia Yim. Look, Mia Io, Sh Io Shirai, excuse me, and Mia Yim was a phenomenal matchup, but when it comes down to holding my attention, I'm being totally honest here. I was just looking at the tag team tournament promos, like the Jay and Solid Bob deal when uh, Ann Helico and Jack Evans came out. I didn't really like that. I love Private Party getting involved, but what I did love was SCU coming out, and they got into it with the Lucha Brothers, and that pull apart brawl really had my attention. So I was really focused on that as opposed to watching Io Shirai and Mia Yim. They kept cutting to commercial. I uh, with Io Shirai and Mia Yim, they had a fantastic matchup, but AEW held my attention much more than uh, NXT in the fact that Io Shirai and Mia Yim was facing off uh, head to head. So three to one for AEW, and it was at a standpoint to where I was thinking, okay, NXT needs to do something here to hold my attention. And next up, we had Johnny Gargano versus Shane Thorne Ver and. On the AEW side, there was Pac versus Adam Page, and like when you look at those matchups, you, you automatically you think, okay, AEW, you got my attention here. And this was at the top of the hour. Silly me, going back to my Monday Night Nitro days, my Monday Night Raw days, at the top of the hour, there's usually a big promo with somebody with a big name coming out for both companies. That's how it was. The NWO would come out back then at the top of the uh, 8 o'clock hour, and Stone Cold Steve Austin would come out for WWF. So, 
we didn't have promos we had matches at the top of the hour so Pac and Page really delivered I thought Gargano and Shane Thorne had a pretty good matchup as well but AEW wins here so yeah Pac and Page got the victory or got the they, they held my attention more definitely as opposed to NXT with Johnny Gargano and Shane Thorne even though it was a fantastic matchup now moving on we had Candice LeRae versus Shayna and the segments kind of overlapped here uh, what AEW had going on was Pac versus Page, and eventually bled into the AEW Women's Title match. Now this was at a standpoint to where I thought, okay, AEW, excuse me, NXT is starting to gain some momentum here. I got to give what held my attention more to NXT here, and Candice LeRae versus Shayna Baszler held my attention more than the AEW Women's Title match, even though. I enjoyed the AEW Women's Title match, and that's what it was all night long. It was It's so tough to judge because both companies put out a, I don't want to say a perfect show, but it was near perfect because it, every segment held my attention. So Candice LeRae and Shayna Baszler had a phenomenal match. It was just better than Ariel and Nyla Rose. So I give it to Candice LeRae and Shayna because I really thought Candice LeRae, I thought this was the time that, you know what, we're gonna get a new NXT Women's Championship, our Women's Championship winner, but it turns out that Shayna Baszler won. I was disappointed with the result because like it is time for Shayna Baszler to lose here. And like she's run rampant through the entire division and I'm like, Come on, man. Give somebody else a chance for once. But overall, I love the match. As it pertains to the AEW Women's Title match, like it was an awesome matchup. Just didn't meet the level of Candice LeRae versus Shayna, but it was pretty nice. It was a very much a surprise to see Rio pick up the victory there. A pleasant surprise at that. Ah, the only thing I didn't like, like the women's title is so small to me. And I wasn't the only one that noticed that the AEW Women's title, it looked uh, much bigger uh, when they showed it at the last pay-per-view. But for whatever reason, we got there and it's like, man, that's a small title. But nonetheless, Rio is a deserving champion. And I was happy with the, the women tore it up last night, man. I was happy with both of those women's matchups. Next up, we had Pete Dunne versus Danny Burch. And that went head to head with the end of the AEW Women's match. We had another overlapping uh, segment here. And the Elite versus LAX and Chris Jericho. So I enjoyed me some Pete Dunne. Like, I love Pete Dunne. Let me just make that clear. But the end of the AEW Women's match was really starting to pick up. It was really getting hot and heavy. The fans were really getting involved into it. Uh, and right after that, we had real wins and we had the beatdown after that. And Kenny Omega comes out, and I'm like, uh, Omega makes the save? Like, I get the connection with Rio, uh, but like, yeah, I would have rather an awesome Kong come out and make that save and start up a feud with Nala Rose. But nevertheless, what held my attention here was AEW. Uh, at the time when we had the Pete done, and Danny Burch matchup going. But as we moved on, the end of the, the, excuse me, it overlapped with the end of the AEW women's matchup. And it kind of bled into a little bit. 
of the Elite versus uh, LAX and Chris Jericho. But we got to the main event, and it was the Elite versus LAX and Chris Jericho versus the Street Profits on NXT in the Undisputed Era. And for the most part, AEW was holding my attention because a rogue John Moxley came out, and it was like, um, isn't that a disqualification? I, I guess it came down to a referee's discretion, but that brawl went on with uh, Kenny Omega. He does dirty digs through the table, and it's like, oh my goodness, a glass table at that. And it's like, oh my goodness here, I can't take my eyes off of this. But we had a tremendous matchup going on with the Street Profits in the Undisputed Era. Obviously, they have phenomenal chemistry. Uh, at the end of the day, the AEW main event broke down. Uh, LAX and Chris Jericho picked up the victory. Uh, we had ourselves a good old WCW brawl. Uh, Cody Rhodes comes out. And we had a lot of guys coming out. That led to Jack Hager coming out. And it's like, oh my goodness, this is phenomenal. We got We The People chants. Ah, and at the end of the day, I thought it was well done. You can tell that they were trying to buy a little bit of time. Where they had like a minute or two left, so they bought out a table. They were trying to buy time there. But I enjoyed that main event. I enjoyed the Jake Hager surprise. I'm gonna get into that later. But there were a lot of there were some people that didn't enjoy it. A lot of people did. But at the end of the day, I enjoyed it. But going to the main event of NXT, and this is why I'm going to give the main event segments to NXT here. Uh, at the end of the day, we had a phenomenal matchup. They tried to do the old. They didn't try. They did the old Eric Bischoff overrun uh, trick that Eric Bischoff used to pull on night on WWE Raw. Used to overrun on the 10 o'clock hour. But... At the end of the day, Street Profits versus the Undisputed Era, they had a phenomenal match, a phenomenal finish. I, I didn't really like the interference. The, it was slight interference. They kept it to where it was a little bit of interference at the end. Undisputed Era picks up the win. And boy, oh boy. You want to talk about surprises? I thought NXT had thrown, thrown out their big jokers. But then Tommaso Ciampa's music hits. And it's like, oh my God. He comes out. He stares down Goldie. He stares down Adam Cole. And that's how we would end their AEW wins the main event segment. Just by a hair because Ciampa showed his face. I cannot give that up to AEW. Excuse me, NXT wins the main event segments. I can't give that up to AEW because we had Tommaso Ciampa come out. I really got to give that to NXT. So five to three at the moment. Uh, one more thing we're going to get into is who won the surprise moment? Was it NXT? Was it AEW? I'm going to have to give it to NXT. Like I love Jack Hager uh, showing up and... It was a phenomenal surprise. It was good seeing Dean Am excuse me, John Moxley show up out of nowhere because we got to the main event and it's like, well, John Moxley was advertising. Is he going to show up? We had people asking that. And sure enough, he did. That was exciting, exciting enough, but to have Finn Balor come out after Adam Cole picked up the victory, to have him come out and say, I am NXT and the crowd go ballistic. To have Tommaso Ciampa come out and stare down Adam Cole, that wins as far as surprise moments go. Who won?
one overall. As the segment numbers go, I have it five to four AEW in the segments that I broke down and from surprise moments and from an aesthetically pleasing standpoint, I have it five to four AEW. Who won overall? <sighs> that is very subjective, but I gotta say that who held my attention the most was AEW. It was a clear victory from who held my attention the most. Now, if you want to get into matches and what was the better overall matches, we can debate that all day. Like, it was close enough to where, you know what? I thought that they were what and what, but if you want to give that to NXT, I would understand. But who held my attention, who did a better job of holding my attention was AEW because I had my eyes focused on the big TV nearly the entire night. And yeah, AEW held my attention more. So I got to give the dub on night one to AEW. But that's not to say that, look, NXT put on a phenomenal show, but I don't come on here and give wishy-washy stances. I come on here and give my opinion on who put on the better show. So here's one thing I didn't like. AEW picked up the dub, but one thing I didn't like were people saying, oh, AEW bringing in another former WWE guy. Look, man, you got to look at the history of wrestling. Hogan Hall and Nash were former WWE guys. How did that work out? Look, Steve Austin was a former WCW guy. How did that work out? Look, at the end of the day, you can bring in former guys so long as they can go. You can't do the TNA thing where you bring in uh, Nash, who's old. You bring in Mick Foley, who's old. Hogan, who's old. You, bring in, you start bringing in guys that can't really go anymore. That's what you can't do. But you bring in a Jake Hager who looks in phenomenal shape and can still go in the ring. That is, that is just fine for me. That's just my opinion. So... Man, we're going to move on here, and I got one segment that I want to get into before my Hell in the Cell predictions. How about Lashley, Lana, and Rusev, boy? They say once you go black, you don't go back, and Lana, she went there. Like, we're getting to the main event, and the limo comes out, and <laughs> I don't know what it is. It still exists in 2019. But boy, if you bring out a limo, you're going to drive wrestling fans into a frenzy. I was drove into a frenzy. I'm like, okay, who's in the limo? I tweeted, hashtag limo watch because I just had to know. I had to know what was going on. And we're in the match with Rusev and Seth Rollins. And Lashley just comes out out of nowhere. And it's like, um, okay, Lashley is back. I don't, it doesn't make much sense, but Lashley is pointing on the aisle like forever, and here it is, Lana comes out, and I'm like, what the heck is going on here, and they get into this elongated kiss, and it's like, whoa, buddy, this ain't PG, and it is going on for forever, and I'm like, okay, like, even Rusev is in the ring, and I know he's playing up the character, but that gotta be a part of Rusev that's thinking, look, I ain't allow this fool to go in for second helpings, I ain't know that was gonna happen, so that happens, and it's like, um, okay, like, I, I'm not a, the biggest fan of ending Raw like that, uh, obviously, we had 
The Fiend come out and take out Seth Rollins, and that's ultimately how it would end. But I didn't really care about that, that attack because it, the only thing that was on anybody's mind was Lana, Lashley, and Rusev. And I gotta say that I hate the segment because we've already gone down this route with Rusev, with Dolph Ziggler, and we use Lana with Enzo. And like we've gone down this route before, and it's like, ugh, again, WWE, this is the new look raw. Like at the end of the day, I'm happy that we got Pyro, and there were a lot of good matches, but it kind of felt like the same Raw, only with a super cool intro and super cool Pyro. So, the end of Raw, just not aesthetically pleasing to me. I didn't like the look, and I didn't enjoy it at all. As for the commentary team on Raw, I thought that, man, it was really shaky, but I'm going to give them a chance to work out the kinks, and we'll see how it goes going forward so we're gonna move into hell and sub predictions and man silly me i don't know if it was the fact that we had so much going on in the week or what we had aw at nxc we had all this rigmarole going on throughout the week i didn't realize that we only have three freaking scheduled hell in a cell matchups now obviously smackdown is to come and obviously we'll get some announcements but i can't help that i'm doing the show when i do the show so we only have three scheduled matches for hell in the cell man it's very weird so we're gonna start at the top with seth rollins versus the fiend bray wyatt look man there is only one result to be had here now i want me a competitive matchup I think it, think it would be an awesome matchup. I think it should no doubt be the main event. But at the end of the day, we've done all this building up of the Fiend Bray Wyatt. He's attacked Seth Rollins left and right. He's been on every commercial, the Hell in a Cell commercial. He was at the end of a commercial on Sunday Night Football. I'm watching Cowboys versus Saints and a rock commercial runs and Bray Wyatt is at the end of it. And I'm like, they just have the rocket strapped to Bray Wyatt's behind. And like, this is it. Don't do the Bray Wyatt thing, please, WWE. Don't do the Bray Wyatt thing where you get up into, you build him all the way up and you get up to the big match and he loses the match. Just please don't do that. Because at that standpoint, I think Bray Wyatt just needs to quit right on the spot. Because like, what are we doing here if we have Bray Wyatt lose this match? There is only one result. And that is a Bray Wyatt victory. Like nothing else. I don't want any funny business going on. I don't want it. To, I don't want a bad finish that leaves it open for a rematch. I want a clean finish. I want Bray Wyatt picking up the victory. So moving on, we got Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks for the Raw Women's Championship. I haven't enjoyed this build. Uh, very much at all because we got Sasha Banks in all of these tag team matchups and it's taken away from the build uh, with Becky Lynch. I mentioned that last week. We had a phenomenal beatdown. Uh, Sasha Banks beat at a backstage beatdown on Becky Lynch. They had a face-to-face -face on the recent Raw where Sasha Banks escaped like a heel should do. But looking at the matchup, I had all the hope in the world going back some years for Sasha Banks versus Charlotte Flair when they had the Hell in the Cell matchup. But that went totally underwhelmed for a lot of reasons, and I'll save some time. But I have a lot of hope 
for this matchup as well and I really think that they're gonna go in there and knock it out of the park so I have confidence in these ladies and at the end of the day just like the Bray Wyatt matchup there's only one result to be had here Sasha Banks needs to win the championship like you, you bought a bat you've already cooled off some of her momentum you can't have her lose the big match uh, now that she's a heel, she has to win here. She has to get the dub here. And the last announced matchup, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, only three matchups announced so far, Eric Rowan and Luke Harper versus Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. And I got to say that I haven't really enjoyed this build all that much, but it's very exciting to see Luke Harper back. I'm glad that that guy is back. And he's back with Eric Rowan. They're taking on Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. Wrestling logic here says that the faces should overcome the heels here. Uh, and I wouldn't, if that's the case, I won't have any problems with that. Although it's super weird to see that Daniel Bryan just had a, all of a sudden face turn out of nowhere. But you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with it. It is what it is. At the end of the day, I would love for Eric Rowan and Luke Harper to win this matchup. But... Since Roman Reigns lost last month, it's looking like, yes, Roman Reigns is going to get the dub here. Daniel Bryan is going to get the dub here. We'll see how it all turns out. At the end of the day, man, I'm just so happy. Wednesday Night Wars was, was just a home run, man. All of this, this whole week of wrestling was is just a home run. I, like, I haven't felt this excitement about wrestling since the late 90s man so i'm excited about everything that's going on i'm about to get all the wrestling into my system that i can get and i am so excited let me know all of your thoughts on twitter at two sweet pod that's the number two sweet pod and at omg Corey b that's where you can find me on twitter i follow back all wrestling fans let me know your 